And now, Pinhead, it's clobbering time! Yes! Yes! Stuff. Still. Whoa! Oh, hell yeah, score. What the fuck? Oh, bitch! Without further ado! Time to make the chimney fucking chocolates. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Stuff Solo Wars Podcast. I'm Jay Matson, and I'm joined, as I am every week, by my good friend and co-host, Mr. Big Million. I know that you wanted that to be the NPR intro. Yeah. The only thing running through my mind was the SNL skit with uh, fucking mm, Will good, Ferrell. And <laughs> was it good times? Good, was, times. Yeah, good times. Good times. The sweaty balls? Yes. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> I have a terrible rap problem in my apartment. Mm. I've got no this retorts for that. The vicious seats on NPR. You might well, have to bleep that out. What? NPR. It's fucking government run radio, dude. Exactly. Bleep it out. Or as or as we don't want to give them free plugs. <laughs> I like the the uh, morning show host that I listen or the morning show that I listen to. the The host refers to NPR as welfare radio because <laughs> they get all their money from the government, dude. They don't have to fucking make ratings or anything like that. Well, no, I mean I could tell you to beep it out or cut it out or whatever, but that's how we'll end up. Just like at the end of the KCOR episode, when I'm like, oh yeah, you can cut this out because I might be able to get us fucking Campbell from Lamb of God, and yet the thing after I said cut it out is still in the show. Oh, <laughs> I started listening to this. I'm like, what? <laughs> that's because I was speed editing, dude. I it's left. Still there. I, I didn't fucking hardly edit most of the interview. <laughs> Don't expect John Campbell anytime soon. I haven't even asked about it yet <laughs> yeah we're still trying to line up uh guests for march um we do have a guest for april though yeah our first in-person interview on which, location yeah which that's going to be fun in and of itself because we got to figure out how the fuck we're going to even do that i'm thinking we might have to just take it like this man yeah probably if just, not figure something else out as much as I don't want to haul all this, all of my recording equipment around with me, it might have to be the way we do it, but whatever. We'll just get a splitter for one of our phones with two fucking microphones in it. Here you go. We'll record it on the phone. Anyway, Anvil. At least Lips from Anvil. Yeah. He's agreed to it. Yeah, it'd be cool if it's both, you know, if it's the whole band or whatever, but, you know. I'd be down with just Lips and Rob. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's it's kind of interchangeable, all the other people that have been Well, because Lips and Rob are Anvil. I right. Mean, they, they're the only two original members, and they're the two founding members, so. In the same vein that Dave Brocky was Guar. Yeah. So. But, uh. Yeah, so we hope you guys enjoyed the KCR episode. It's become the most listened to episode of the Stuff Still Rules era. Era. So, you know, keep listening. Tell your friends. <laughs> Hopefully you'll like uh, some of the stuff we got coming down the pike. Hey, we might even release the uh, part two of the Batman episode someday soon. Sooner or later. Yeah. Whenever, well, it's it's in the... Uh, whatever, Jay's got another extra six hours to sit around and cut it down to right. 90 minutes. <laughs> well, it's in the... It's in the uh, 
a quote-unquote vault. It just hasn't been edited yet. It's in the uh, editing stages. And uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm stuck in the fucking NPR voice. Quit it. <laughs> what? Fuck them. Sue us. Stop it. Will they sue us for saying their fucking letters? If nothing, we're, they're getting free promotion. That's why I'm saying stop it. They ain't paying us. You got to look like fucking Gene Simmons on this shit. <laughs> Trademark. Even then, just go ahead and put a little bit of energy into that voice there, pal. You, gotta fucking, <laughs> you got that bang over there. Well, I'm getting that, over being fucking sick for five fucking days, man. That's a sponsorship I'd love to get. What? Oh, bang, bang energy, energy drinks, drink. man. Probably be easier to get 5150, but... Probably easier to... That all depends on you, the loyal listeners. That's right. If you can get us a little bit more... uh, Love. Love. Review us on iTunes. Helps us out tremendously. You have no idea. Both mentally. Yeah. Emotionally. Yeah. And it helps get more eyes on the show, which, you know... We are trying to do. <laughs> well, I mean, if you look at the listen count, at least I don't know what the data is from iTunes. That's all you. I think it counts all of it because it also counts like from third party. Okay. So it might count the iTunes listen. but Well, from SoundCloud, man, it's all like peaks and valleys. You know, we've yeah. got fucking, I think when I looked at it last, the Techno Destructo was like 161 or 169, something like that. Yeah. Which to me is a win because, fuck man, when we first started doing this, I would have been happy with 10 listens just because we're two random fucking jerk offs. Yeah. You know. Well, and it's. In the spare room in my house. And, you know, we want to say thank you to the, the people that maybe checked us out for the first time based off the uh, KCR episode and decided to listen to some of our older ones. So thanks. You know, we appreciate that. Uh, we've had a few new follows. So shout outs to you guys. I haven't even checked the countries we've been. Li- I haven't checked that shit. Oh, I haven't really long, looked at man. it too much. But anyway, but, uh, we brought it up. KCR is a major Shake up, I guess, in Guar this past week is Jameson Land, who's been beefcake for eight years, which makes him the longest consecutive beefcake ever. Yeah. Left. Announced that he parted ways with Guar on Monday. Now, Guar has not acknowledged this at all on any social media platform. Hasn't at all. Nothing. Huh. The only thing they put is that they were possibly announcing show dates. So, I was talking with a few other people that parted ways is kind of, you know, if you it's left, a generic, it's a generic. I left the band kind right. of statement. But if you left the band, I mean, I would have been like, okay, yeah, I left, or you know, I resigned. It's got to make you wonder if it wasn't on the best of terms. That's what I'm thinking, man. Because if, I mean, you know, they haven't acknowledged it at all. Yeah, they haven't one. put on any sort of press release or no anything well like wishes, that. no nothing, man. Yeah. Um. But shortly after Jameson made that post, Casey Orr puts up a picture of himself in the beefcake costume. It makes you wonder. Oh, I'm, I'll bet money that he's going back. So when he put that picture up, I sent him a message and I said, so Beefcake 2, 4, 6, 8, and now 10? Well, it makes me wonder if maybe 
they were already talking about when we interviewed him. Yeah, like when you know over the past few weeks or whatever, however long period of time they've been actually talking. Yeah, talking to Casey already. Maybe like I got asked, do you do you think like he? I'm like, well, he was awfully complimentary about what the band's been doing, but he's he's been that way. Like he's supported them. Yeah. Years ago, when they first, you know, after Dave died and they went on the first tour with Bishop back as Blothar and shit. But I don't know, man. I kind of, I think they were in talks. Very well could be. I think they were. And maybe. But with as as much as we asked about it, I mean, there was no inkling at all. That's because it probably wasn't set in stone or they were trying to keep it hush hush. Because I mean, they still haven't fucking announced it. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of speculation, I guess, on our part, saying that Casey's going back into Guar. I'd say it's educated speculating. Yeah. If yeah, if if Casey's post of him in the in the beefcake outfit or costume rather uh, is any indication, yeah, there's probably a pretty good chance he's going to be back. I'd in say Guar. like ninety eight percent, dude. Yeah. I don't see them, because, I mean, he's, aside from Bishop, I would call Casey the most recognizable Beefcake there was. Yeah. Just because, you know, he's had the most songs as Beefcake on all the Guar records singing. Um, and, you know, he had he had the character to him. I think when Todd was Beefcake, he was only there for, like, two two records, and there it wasn't enough to flesh out the character. Yeah. Um. And Jameson's just... I'm not going to talk shit. (laughs) Yeah. Not going to do it. It is what it is. So, looking forward to see what comes of that. I think Casey going back to the band is the band taking a step back in the right direction. Not going to say I'm a huge fan of Guar, as I was. Mm -hmm. But I think it's a step in the right direction. Well, and then... uh... The other big thing that you sent me the other day, or was it Monday? Oh. Batista's back. Fucking A, WWE, man. man. Did not Which expect is, that. No, dude, especially since uh, last I heard, like, because of how poorly the last his last run in WWE went, like, he wasn't on good terms with the. He didn't he was leave in a on no good win terms. situation. They put, they well, put yeah. him up against Daniel Bryan, who was the hottest guy in the company. Yeah, at the he time, was. Man. Yeah, he was fucking nuclear hot. And they dude. expected him to be the babyface. Yeah, and, and they go and give the Royal Rumble win to Batista, who hasn't been in forever. And of course, now he point. comes back, and everybody's super fucking stoked to see him back. Of course, it looked like he was choking the shit out of Ric Flair when he's dragging him across the floor. Yep. Because Ric Flair's face was beat fucking red, dude. I loved it, dude. I loved it. But, uh, oh, I checked. You know, uh, I was talking to Big Million before the show, and I mentioned that I, I was able to check out that Lords of Chaos video. Now, if you're one of those fucking black metal elitist pricks that fucking, oh, if it's not the real black metal, it's not the real black metal. You know, that kind of shit, or if it's, you know, if they're a well-known band, they're not, they're not brutal enough. 
You know, that kind of shit. It's a decent movie. Graphic as fuck, man. It's, just, it's so fucking bloody. You talking in that voice, man, the only thing I could think of is Toki Wartooth. <laughs> oh, I don't know, Sven. I want to see it, but I also don't want to use my lose my cred in the black metal scene. <laughs> I want to see it, but, I mean, I'm not, like, chomping at the bit to watch it, you know? Yeah. Well, I've, I, like, I read the book. Like, I have the book at home. <laughs> that the movie is mostly based off of, I mean, they've taken liberties. Of course. Like it's not 100% true, but then again, you know, uh, the only real people that know exactly what happened are either dead. Number one, or you got to take everything they say with a grain of salt. Yep. One in particular, who's a racist piece of shit. And, uh, you know, he's, he's gone on blast, and he I guess he put, or let me rephrase that, he put, you know, the people who made the movie and the movie itself on blast because, number one, they make Varg Vikernes look like a little fucking bitch, like, at first. But also, he's pissed because, as he put it, a fat Jew plays him in the movie, and it's like, Really, that right there, I don't give a shit. What you fucking say after that, you're a fucking piece of shit. Just fucking make more YouTube videos of you driving your fucking busted-ass fucking truck through the woods of Norway. (laughs) This dude's going to fly to the States just to fucking murder you. He don't fucking leave Norway, dude. (laughs) He don't ever leave Norway. He's got this fucking European heart on. You know, where he doesn't want anything to do with him. I don't think, actually, I really don't think he's ever stepped foot in America, nor do I think he can because of his yeah. past, <clears throat> his, you know, his criminal record. Probably on the no-fly list. <laughs> and I was watching it with my stepson, and he was like, man, they burned down a lot of churches. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, they did. Because I was telling him that, that some of the churches that they burned down were hundreds of years old. I'm you not... Know, Religious, I'm not into any sort of organized religion or anything like that. If you if you dig that shit, that's cool on you. Yeah. But I'm you know, I I think ninety nine percent of religion's fucking hypocritical as shit. Oh, it is. <clears throat> but I wouldn't go to the lengths to burning down a church, dude. No, because it's see I see it as a live and let live kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I mean we're getting kind of off, off on a different thing, but yeah, it's it was just basically um, as something I read said that once dead, who was the original? Well, I don't want to say he's necessarily the original. I guess you could call him the original or lead singer of uh, of Mayhem. Once he killed himself, uh, basically everybody went nuts in the scene, like burning churches. Yeah, the uh, the. Uh, original drummer of Emperor fucking stabbing a gay dude in, in Lilyhammer and, you know, uh, more church burnings. And that's the fucking, More murder. That's the type of music over there that's, like, fucking popular. Yeah. I mean, at least... It's, it's gone a little bit more, was. like, gone a little bit more electronic. And they've, you know, a lot of the guys have chilled out and they realized that, man, that shit was just fucking stupid. But it's also because of the way they were trying to, you know, oh, well, you got to do this extreme shit. You have to do the extreme shit to be in the black metal circle, you know, that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, 
I don't know. I was but it's say, is, it's a decent movie. Isn't that where Ghost is from? But they're from Sweden. Uh, they're some from Sweden. They fucking and, suck. And they fucking hated each other though. The fucking Swedes and the Norwegians, because the Norwegian black metal scene hated the Swedish death metal scene. Well, I just hate Ghost. I'm not like I, I their imagery stuff is off cool. Of, uh, not this this last album that came out, but the one that had like uh, Cerise and. Like, I was digging stuff off of that album. But what the hell's the name of the one song? Secular something. Secular Haze? Yes. Oh, my God, But they've dude. started to go way more pop, for lack of a better term. Awesome imagery. I'm all yeah. in, like, awesome fucking image they got, but, but the music just kills it all. The problem with Ghost is um, they... Once they started getting more recognition on the radio, you know, I've heard Square Hammer played so many fucking times. I don't listen to the radio, dude. Well, the guys at work, I rarely listen to the radio. I usually either listen to podcasts or Spotify. But, yeah, the radio is well known for... Well, to me, radio ruins a lot of shit for me. Like, I used to love Guns N' Roses, and then the radio decided to play fucking... Guns N' Roses, every other song. Well, I almost shit my pants when I heard Fozzie on the radio. Well, and it's the same with, like, Led Zeppelin. I used to love Led Zeppelin, but... I've never been a Zeppelin fan, dude. Well, I mean, okay, I shouldn't say I love Led Zeppelin. I used to like Led Zeppelin, but I'm just kind of burnt out by him now. That's part of the reason why I don't listen to the radio, because it's like, I don't ruin my fucking favorite bands. And in fact, I wasn't really a pink... I wasn't really. I wasn't a Pink Floyd fan growing mm-hmm. up at all but now as i get older like i get into them more yeah i don't know but ghost i mean uh, the best way to describe him is like that meme i've seen and i think i shared it on our old fucking bass players thing where it's got the band and then dude gets up and fucking wipes his face paint off and it's chad kroger from nickelback yeah what's another oh i'm getting really worried that they're gonna kill well no i was gonna say i'm getting worried that they're gonna kill queen for me but, dude, every time I hear Bohemian Rhapsody, when it gets to the... Wayne's World? Yeah. I Dude, like, they were doing it uh, when I went to the Kiss show. Because, um, actually, I don't... Have we recorded since I went to the Kiss show? No. No, that's right. Because the last that episode... That yeah, week. that's right. Because, okay. Yeah. So, good fucking show. If Paul Stanley was lip syncing, I couldn't tell. I really couldn't. Lots of moving parts on that set. Yeah. Um, you know, they had two booms that came out from the uh, stage. And during the during Rock and Roll All Night, which obviously was the, you know, the final song of the night, Gene got on one that was on the opposite side of the arena from me. And Tommy got on the one that was on my side of the arena. And they kind of went around like this and were like throwing picks out. Of course, oh. I didn't get one. That's cool. But he kind of almost went, I don't want to say he went right over me, but, you know, like he's pretty close. Like, I got video of it, and I tried to upload all 36 things, photos and videos that I took. Didn't do it? Oh, dude, it took, like, even once I got home and we had Wi-Fi, like, it was taking (laughs) forever. So I started uploading a little bit at a time. That's when you put them on the computer and then put them on Facebook. Yeah. Well, what I did is I just uploaded the pictures and then started uploading the videos like one at a yeah. time. 
<clears throat> but I mean, yeah, it is a hell of a show. Loud, yeah, fire, explosions, all that stuff. That's a kiss show for you. I thought I was going somewhere with the kiss show. <laughs> I don't remember. It was good. Yeah, it was a good show. Um, honestly, I'd have to listen back to find out what the hell I was. I, I thought there was something I was gonna do, but so yeah. But that yeah, the kiss show was fun. Um, and stuff. Didn't buy a T-shirt. Still rules. Of course, my girlfriend's dad bought three fucking T-shirts. Hundred and sixty bucks. That's three fucking, fucking T-shirts. Ridiculous, dude. I almost thought about it, and of course, you know, I didn't have a whole lot of money to spend. I almost thought about trying to buy one off one of the guys in the parking lot. Oh, the bootleg ones. Yeah, the bootleg ones. Just, just as good, but. Yeah, but dude, when you fucking start charging more than twenty five, thirty dollars max for a shirt. Oh, dude, and I don't know how it was uh, at some of the other arenas, but after by the end of the show, that whole like the whole concourse and everything just full of fucking smoke, dude. Yeah, from all the pyro and shit, <sighs> just the whole building was just full of smoke, and so of course my throat hurt the next day from you know screaming, singing the smoke. Yeah, so... Uh, That's funny, the way that you pause there. My throat hurt from screaming, singing, fucking the smoke. Hold <laughs> on, oh, I'm a screamer. <laughs> yeah! Get some! Yeah, what was it, uh, Family Guy? Yeah, yeah, sex, sex, yeah! <laughs> Rock and roll! No, it was fucking... Uh, Joe, I, I think, when he got his legs, or oh, got yeah, the legs back. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, sex, sex, yeah. (laughs) Man, yeah, that's not really fun to do. So, anyways, um, before we get into our guest for this week, get into get on. Before before we we welcome our guest this week, (laughs) yes. Before we welcome our guest this week, uh, we're gonna plug our sponsors, of course, uh, Hella Hot Hot Sauce, Gremlin Juice, Gremlin DIY. Yes, sir. All that stuff. Um, please, please check them out. The links will be, uh, links are everywhere. Well, yeah, the links, the links will be on the, in the show notes, uh, or the show description. Uh, we have links on our Facebook and Twitter and all this stuff. And we'll remind you at the end of the show. Um, but yeah, so stick around. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hi, this is Jay from Stuff Still Rules Podcast. You know, there's a lot of hot sauces out there, but if you're tired of going to the store and being forced to choose from the same old boring selection, try Hella Hot Hot Sauce. Owner and creator Kyle Colson and his wife came up with their wonderful fruit-based sauces in their own kitchen in the Bay Area of California. With flavors like jalapeno cucumber, carrot apple, ghoul's brain jerk, techno Destructo's garlic death grip, and many other regular and seasonal flavors, there's sure to be something for everyone. We here at Stuff Still Rules Podcast love all the sauces that Kyle sends us, and we think you will too. So go check out hellahothotsauce.com, and while you're there, visit some of the links to their partners. Be sure to like Hella Hot Hot Sauce on Facebook and follow them on Twitter as well to keep up to date on the new flavors and upcoming events. Hellahothotsauce.com. So good, you'll want one of each.
What's up, guys? This is Big Million from Stuff Still Rules Podcast. And if you vape or you're thinking about getting a vaping, check out gremlinjuice.com. Based in Olympia, Washington, Gremlin Juice offers some of the most unique, affordable, and flavorful e-liquids on the market, including their world-famous, often imitated but never duplicated vanilla custard. It doesn't matter if you're new to the vaping world or you're an old hat to it. Gremlin Juice has something for you. I've been a customer since 2013, and I can only say positive things about Gremlin Juice. Rich, the owner of Gremlin Juice, created a promo code just for you, the Stuff Still Rules listener. Use the promo code SSR to save on your Gremlin Juice purchase. You can also use that promo code at gremlindiy.com to save on your purchase there as well. Remember, that's gremlinjuice.com and gremlindiy.com. Use the promo code SSR. Gremlin Juice. If it tastes good, vape it. All right, I guess this week is famously known for his voice. He's performed in many onstage plays as well. You've heard him on Samurai Jack as Thunder Cleese on The Brack Show and on, Nick- on Nickelodeon's Welcome to the Wayne, and most notably as Frylock on Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Please welcome to the show Mr. Kerry Means. How's it going, man? Yeah, boy. It's going good. I'm a box of hot fries, lightly salted and crispy. <laughs> now, I got to, just because I've, I've been running over it in my head that we were going to have him on the show, and I'm like, don't slip up and call him Fry Man, because I'm so used to that shit on the show, man. So if I call you Fry Man, is that cool? You can call me Fry Man, you can call me Fry Lock, you know, just don't call me late for dinner. You, just, you call me at a great time, because it was Taco Wednesday over here at uh, Casa de Fry Lock House. Me and my old lady. Say hi, old lady. Hi, old lady. <laughs> Hola. That's, that's my wife, Leah, Levin Means. Mrs. The light Fry. of my life. My baby. Yes, Fry likes a married spud. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, before we go into the past, man, what are you working on these days? These days, I'm working on the next gig, yo. I'm trying to get work. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm working on that next big, big thing. There's nothing. Whatever it may be. You know, audition here, audition there. Throw some stuff here, get some stuff sent out there. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to trying to come up with that next big thing. You know what I'm saying? Right now, but you know, focusing on uh, doing my artwork, original pieces. I know y'all might have seen some stuff on social media yeah, where yeah. I post my uh, my stuff for sale. Luckily, I went to college as an art major, <laughs> so shows, it helps when you go to these cons and stuff like that that I do. When I'm I'm able to draw, you know what I'm saying? I can draw a pretty... I mean, aqua teams aren't really hard to draw. Believe it or not, Carl is hard as hell to draw. <laughs> for some reason. A lot of wrinkles the human, and small The human characters... The human character, like Carl, is harder to draw than the... You know, because aqua teams are just geometry. You know, you got a box of fries, you know? You got a, a, a cup. <laughs> and, a, and, you know, meat-wide is... Meatwad. <laughs> I, I don't know if y'all know this, but when they do the sound effects for Meatwad, is it literally is somebody rolling a ball of ground beef across the floor. <laughs> Holy shit. Awesome. That's literally what that is. And Shake is literally a cup with a straw in it. <laughs> when they move him around, go poop, 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 or whatever. 
But you know, Frylock flows, so they don't have to really worry about no sound effects for for him. So there's like, a- but but in the movie when we did it, when we did the movie, it was like you know you hear some like, how hard is it to record some stuff fried in some grease? You know what I'm saying? It's not, yeah, <laughs> it's not very hard at all. So there's nothing new regarding uh, Welcome to the Wayne. Is that is that done? Or? Man, uh, if you look on the if you look up if you look it up on IMDb, it will say that Welcome to the Wayne started what 2016, honey. 2014. I think it was it was 2016. I think it's 2016 or 2017, and then it has a dash behind it, like basically question mark. Right. You know, most shows have a beginning and an ending date. Welcome to the Wayne does not have an ending date. But I haven't recorded for Welcome to the Wayne in over a year. Oh, so yeah, the first there uh, you go. The first thing on Google it says it's on Nicktoons from 2018 to present. Right, exactly, exactly. It, 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 it's on Nicktoons. That's all I can tell you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we did. We supposedly get. We supposed to get three seasons out of it, but more like two and a quarter. All I right. think, basically. My character's name is Jonah Bishop on there, and he has an alter ego, which you could probably figure out if you watched. I don't know if you guys have ever seen any episodes or anything like that. I've, but seen, basically, I've seen some because my son actually pointed it out. He's like, Dad, I think that's Frylock. And I'm like, what? Like, Holy shit, that is. Right. <laughs> Your son is very astute. How old is he? Uh, he just turned 13, man. He, he was watching Aqua Teen before he could talk, which I don't know if that says Uh-oh. how bad of a parent I was or how cool of a parent I was. But uh, That's, that's uh, poor parenting, sir. You know what, though, man? He he loved it, so I couldn't say no. But, He's... hey, I can't con- – look, I've had nine and ten-year-olds come up to me. I had a ten-year-old kid come up to me at uh, New York Comic Con a couple of years ago. He was dressed as – Rick Sanchez from Rick and Morty. <laughs> and he had the wig on. He had the eyebrows. He had the, the lab coat and everything. And he did the old Macaulay Culkin, both hands to the face. And he went, Ma, Ma, look who it is. It's Frylock. Ma, oh, my God. <laughs> and I was like, how old are you, son? He was like, I'm 10. I was like, where's your mama? He was like, she right here. I was like, naughty mommy, naughty, naughty mommy. <laughs> hey, man. I I'm, said, boy, my, my show was older than you. What the hell? You know what I'm saying? The, yeah, and, uh, I was, was in a car recently man. somewhere. A couple of nine-year-olds walked by my table. I was like, I know that show. I was like, I bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> Corrupting America's youth since 2000, 2001, or whatever it was when the show aired. Somebody, uh sent me a um, an old block from uh, Adult Swim back when they used to show the swimming pool I and all like that. that back in the day. And it, I think the first episode aired at like 5 in the morning or something like that, and it was under special programming. Wow. <laughs> it didn't even say what it was. You know, it didn't even, uh, you know, and it just came on and the rest, as they say. You see, but, you know, since, you're, since you mentioned Samurai Jack, and I'm sure – you guys might want to know how how did you get started in uh, yeah, so you knew that one was coming. Well, huh? because yeah, I've, I was listening. Popular listen- question. Uh, yeah, in in, in uh, preparation for this, I was listening to some of the old interviews, so I knew what not to ask because it's probably you know because that kind of stuff's been asked you know about. A Believe it or not, times. somebody asked me that today oh, or yesterday. Really? I get that. You know, people ask me that all the time. You know, how did I get started? How did I get? Well, you know, I grew up with the Bugs Bunny. 
cartoons, and I was a huge fan of Warner Brothers cartoons. As a matter of fact, I got a couple of box sets of Looney Tunes, and I pop them in every now and then just for inspiration, just just to visit with my pet rabbit, Bugs, who loves carrots, bit of a cross-dresser and a wise-ass, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like, it's like when I found out that Mel Blanc did all these voices, and I was like, oh, my God, this one guy did all that. But what a lot of people don't know about Mel Blanc is he knocked on the Warner Brothers doors for about three years. Oh, wow. And got and kept getting turned down. He kept getting the door slammed in his face. You need any voice talent? Slam. No, we don't, kid. You need any voice talent? Slam. Nope. Any, finally, the guy who kept slamming the door in his face passed away. And it's so funny. When I tell this story at cons, I get a laugh after that lie. When I tell people that the guy who slammed <laughs> the door in Mel, in Mel Blake's face died. I was like, why do y'all laugh at death like that? <laughs> Yo, yeah, that's... He, he died. You know what I'm saying? The guy, he, true story. He died. And the guy that took over for him gave Mel a chance. He's like, come on in, kid. Let's see what you got. And his first voice was not Bugs. It was a, a drunk Toreador or Bull or something like that from an old black and white cartoon. Hmm. And uh, his first character wasn't Bugs. It was Porky Pig. You know, a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah, Bugs think- didn't, like, come out the womb immediately. Porky Pig was first. And apparently, according to the story, I don't know how true this is, but he, he actually went to a pig farm and wallow with the pigs just to see how they would sound. So I I guess one of them started talking to him. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it is, it is, it is, it is, it is, it is. I guess it was a stuttering pig going, oh, 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 oh. I couldn't quite get it. I don't know. So do you suppose because uh, I know there's a lot of people, especially with, with YouTube and everything like that, there's a lot of people that – are kind of putting out putting their voice talents out there. Do you suppose it's a lot harder oh, man. for are people? Are you kidding to get... me? I got. I won't even mention no names, but they know who they are. I got a lot of quote unquote friends on Facebook that are like, you know, they send me voice clips all the time. You oh, know, wow. it's it's cute. It's cute. You know what I'm saying? They they do their best <laughs> impersonations of like this one guy. I won't I won't mention his name, but he wants to be the next Zorak or Doctor Weird. He knows who he is, but I'm like, dude, it was only one Zorak and Dr. Weird. It was it was Clay Croker. Right. Well, I'm not trying to be, but I just want to replace. I want to I want to take up where he left off. I'm like, good luck with that because as far as I know, I mean that's... that character is is no longer in effect. You know, like my character. But well, the show's been off for what almost five years now, four or five years. Well, you know they they canceled Space Ghost, Coast to Coast, and. They canceled Aqua Teen, and I don't know what's going on with Adult Swim now. I don't, I, I don't even have it. I don't even have access to it. I mean, I could download their shows, but what's the point? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, and, I mean, I, I I don't know what they're doing over there now. Yeah, and it seems like most of their stuff that's on demand on, say, like Comcast or whatever, excuse me, is uh, you either you only get like certain episodes – and then you got to buy the rest. Well, even on air, oh. though, like what they're airing now, it's like American Dead or Family Guy or uh, uh, Bob's Burgers. And it's all like reruns of Fox shows is what it yeah. seems like. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. So so the funny thing is we got canceled in 2016, right? And the same year we got canceled, I found out that uh, they started a dose from Australia. So we're, they're airing those 
old Aquatine episode. Aquatine has a fan base over in Australia now. Mm-hmm. And maybe even some parts of the UK. I'm not even sure, but that's the irony of the whole thing. See, I don't get any residuals or any back pay on the back end for Frylockers. Somebody texted me one time on Facebook, like, enjoy those royalties, my friends. I was like, what royalties? I don't get nothing from that show, man. I got I got a flat paycheck for the show and and or the movie. And uh that was it. That's you know what I'm saying? I'm an independent contractor. I'm talent, quote unquote talent. When they when my phone rang and they said be at the studio at Blase Blase time or blah blah blah, whatever it was studio it was I needed to go to. I showed up, I recorded, and I went home and waited on the check. And I don't know if you guys know anything about the right to work state situation. What a right yeah. to work state is. Yeah, California. I live in Georgia. I'm in Georgia, which is a right to work state. Just like Florida. That's why you might have heard about all these uh T V shows and movies being filmed down this way because I was gonna no bring it up too, man, because I know you had said that to me when I initially texted you about or sent you a message on Facebook about being on the podcast and you're like, Yeah, I don't I don't get any royalties and that just blew my fucking mind. And then when yeah. I started reading there was a Forbes article on you and uh the other guys from Aqua Team. Dana. Yeah. Dana Snyder. About uh Yeah, yeah. No royalties. Master Shake. Me and Master Shake. We did a con in Denver. We did Denver Comic Con a couple of years ago. And like this this kid from Forbes, you know, writes for Forbes. He's, well, he's like 12 or something, I think. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> he, was, he, he was a young cat. And I was like, I wanted to ask, I asked him, how'd you get this job? You know what I'm saying? How'd you get a job writing for Forbes, dude? What the hell? I've been I've been snoozing on my career moves. This boy got a job writing for Forbes. He's like, you read it, you know, you read it, so you know the deal. But yeah, at the time I was washing dishes in in the restaurant industry here in Atlanta, bobbing around from kitchen to kitchen, and I've done worse jobs than that while I was Frylock. Hell, oh, I was homeless on the streets of Atlanta for about seven and a half months. Holy shit! Two thousand eight. Yeah. Shit happens, man. You know what I'm saying? People think that this is glam voiceover stuff is this glamorous life and that I'm taking money baths like Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> and it ain't it, it, it ain't the case, baby. No. No, it is not the case. That's why that's why you see me posting these autographs for sale online and doing these cons and stuff. But I think no matter what my situation was in life, whether I was an A lister or a Z lister or a D lister or whatever it is, I think I would do cons anyway because I like to do them. And I love to, I just love to interact with people. You know what I'm saying? I love to go out there and meet the masses. I really do. I, I like doing it. It's something I like to do, and uh, hopefully I'll continue to do it until I can't do it no more. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's cool, man. It's lovely. It's just a kind of a kick in the teeth that some of these local cons have been turning me down the last few years. I won't mention no names. You can probably figure out. Who it is, you know? They, they you know, they, it's the old saying that you know, well, we like to keep it fresh. We like to change up our guest list every now and then. But yet, I see some of the same people coming back year after year, except for me. <laughs> and I'm like, who did I piss off? You know what I'm saying? But you know what? I pissed off a few people in my <laughs> career. Everybody ain't gonna like you. True. You know what I'm saying? No matter how cool you think you are, how cool everybody says you are, there's always gonna be somebody to say, well, no, not him. Not that Kerry Beans guy. No, we don't want we don't want to do him. But but hey, I'd like to think I'm I'm family friendly. 
when I need to be, and uh, I can be much more adult when you catch me after hours. <laughs> <laughs> Such as. <laughs> or on a podcast. It depends. Hell, yeah. See, and that was one of the things I was talking to Jay about earlier, too, because the whole Georgia thing, I told him, I said, you know what's funny? You see at the end of, like, The Walking Dead and all these other shows made in Georgia, and I wondered if that you, you kind of confirmed my suspicion that those were connected. All this shit's made yeah. in Georgia to avoid paying people. Oh, man. Um, it's like uh, it was on the cusp of being what it is now back when I got here. I moved here in 1993 from St. Louis, my hometown. And uh, I went to college at Lincoln University, Jeff City, Missouri. And I majored in commercial art, which thus the drawing thing, which helps. And apparently, one of my siblings recently told me that my father used to draw, which I had no idea hmm. about. Cause my father passed away in 85 when I was a freshman in college. And I had no idea that my father had those types of skills. And you got to get it from somewhere, right? So it's like, I got an older brother who, who, who was pretty good with a pencil, a couple of cousins who do it, a couple of nieces. But, you know, I guess it's, it runs in the family like diarrhea runs in the genes, I suppose. <laughs> skills, skills, skills. Was not expecting that, man. <laughs> so if I well, can... keep talking. I'd probably say a lot of shit you ain't expecting. <laughs> so if I can guess the sure. con that you were talking about, would you confirm it? What's that? The con that you said turned you down? Oh, I, I get turned down by a lot of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I get turned down by a lot of them. You know what I'm saying? The the, the, the one I really love to go to here is Dragon Con. That's the one, one I was going to guess. If not the biggest in the Southeast. And, you know, they've had me there a few years under the Adult Swim umbrella. And I've, I've managed to squeeze through the gates on my own a couple of times. But, you know, everybody's not George Lowe. George Lowe goes every year. As a matter of fact, he tells them, oh, Papa George is here every year. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Every year. But, hey, everybody can't be George Lowe. You know what I'm saying? Everybody can't be old Space Ghost. Oh, but, uh, okay. I'm not mad at him. You know what I'm saying? I'll, tr I'll keep applying until they say, yeah, come on back, Carrie. Or they'll say, nah, nah, we don't want you, Carrie. Last year they told me no, but one of the people who organized and run it gave me two four-day, five-day passes for me and my – at the time she wasn't my wife yet, but she's my wife now. But So we got a chance to hang out with some of our friends – who, uh, you know, came to town. But don't get me wrong, I'd much rather be a guest at Dragon Con than a patron at Dragon Con, you know what I'm saying? So, but, you know, it is what it is, you know what I'm saying? Everybody ain't going to, you know, say yes to you all the time. That's just the way it goes. This is like this with this audition stuff, you know what I'm saying? I, I've been doing a buttload of auditions for, like, video games and stuff like that. I haven't gotten one of them, but I'm still plugging do you think uh, the fact that a lot more um, like TV and movie actors are getting into the voice acting? Uh, well, I've been saying that for years. I'm like, damn, all all the there's there's a joke in one of the Wayans films that you know they were saying all the rappers are taking all the good acting jobs. You know what I'm <laughs> if you think about it, look, I mean, you know, that's 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 kind of what's going on a little bit. You know, you yeah. Got, you got Vin Rames doing the Arby's commercials. I don't know if y'all knew that was him or not. Yeah, I was actually going to mention him as an example. 
You know who H. John I Benjamin people about that all the time. You know who does those We Have the Meats commercials, don't you? That's Ving Rhames. <laughs> no, yeah. The Juilliard graduate himself doing the most grammatically incorrect commercial there ever was. But hey, <laughs> it's cool. H. John Benjamin does those commercials too, though. Huh? H. John Benjamin does those commercials too, though. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's on camera. Yeah, they got him on camera doing. Well, speaking of him, you know, he's been a guest on the, uh, my show before. I do. Mm-hmm. He was he was the Mothman the first season. The Mothman. Who, uh, could you turn that light back on? That light. I, I'm just attracted to it. You know. And he um, he played he played Master Shake in a live action version of uh Aqua team. You remember the live action one they did? No. Yeah, they did a live action one. Uh, Didn't it have... It was uh, called The Last One. Didn't it have... The the T-Pain was me. Okay. Yeah, I think I saw that. And John Benjamin was Shake. And Meanwhile was an exercise ball, still voiced by uh, (laughs) Dave Willis. How the fuck did I miss that, dude? Like, I had all the DVDs and shit, but I think I started to fall off when... It is is on... I can't remember which box set it's on, but it's on one of them, and it says the last one. It's on. It's a, it's it's an extra uh, episode. It's an extra like. It's not on the regular roster, but it's it, it's it's on one of the box sets. I can't tell you which one it is right now, but if I I'm looking at some of them, I have them at the house. I think I got all the ones they released. I had them until my son got to them. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. The last one is on uh, volume three. Oh, okay. Check yep. that out then. Yeah, I saw. I I, I I came across a clip of it on uh, YouTube when I was doing some show prep. So I was like, uh, so the the rumor the rumor is this is what I heard from Dana Snyder, which which by the way we are still friends. Awesome to this day. He's a good guy, good friend of mine. But anyway, he told he, he told this story to me, and he told it in a kind one time. He said, yeah, we were supposed to be uh, in that episode. We were supposed to play ourselves. <laughs> and uh, I was like, really? That's the first I heard of it. He was like, yeah, yeah, I was supposed to play myself. You were supposed to play Frylock. And uh, this is what one of, the, one of the creators, I will not name names, <laughs> but... Um, Told told Dana that he said, yeah, um, you and Kerry are going to play yourselves and we're going to film this thing. So he kept calling the guy and kept saying, when are we going to shoot it? When are we going to do this? <laughs> and then after a while, you know, he finally came out and was like, uh, we kind of already did it. He was like, what do you mean we already did it? He's like, yeah, we, we we did it already. And so-and-so was playing you and such-and-such is playing Kerry. And I was like, What? Get out of here. You know, so for a long time, I'm sure a lot of the public thought that T-Pain was Pylock after that one. So I had to deal with that for a minute. I was like, no, T-Pain is not Pylock. Okay? <laughs> but he just played him on TV for one episode. Yeah, I don't see how anybody could confuse, you know, uh, T-Pain hey, with man, you because you he be, doesn't have the iconic voice, man. You'd be surprised. I'm telling you, people are 
not very smart. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and H. For lack John, of a better. Dana yeah, Snyder. That is true. Dana Snyder and H. John Benjamin voices are like polar oh, opposites, yeah. man. I don't see how anybody. I'm not, uh, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. You know, he's he's Archer and everything. Hell yeah. yeah. We, we had um, the guy who does Rick and Morty. Okay. He um he guest starred on the very first episode of the very last season. He was a beef jerky mascot. <laughs> I don't know if any of you guys saw that episode, but it was like it was kind of like an homage to um, Robot Chicken because oh, it was yeah. Clay made it. Yeah, it was Clay made it. They were moving Friday around the music stand, and Shake would disappear and reappear on one side of the screen to another. And I think uh, Meatwad lost his mouth or something like that in that episode <laughs> and George Lowe did a spot on Homer Simpson impersonation oh. badass Homer Homer impersonation I was actually in, in the studio when he was doing it we used to record at a studio here in Atlanta called Doppler which is now closed unfortunately but for whatever reason but that's what we did like 90% of the recording for Aqua Team was at Doppler Studios then later on, we branched off to uh, Bluetube, which is my buddy Michael Kohler studio, who did the sound effects for uh, the movie and most of the show and a lot of the music. And of course, you know, Schooly D did the original theme song, and he was doing all those little music vignette spots in between. Right. And of course, you got uh, MC Chris, Candy, Bubblegum and Tabby. Pants, man, yeah. MCP Pants. Yes, sir. He was actually... Well, last uh, I heard about MC Chris was he was uh, in New York, back in New York, and uh, doing his thing. Still, I think he's still doing music. I'm not really sure. He I is, think he actually. He the album. He recorded on the last Guar record, Heavy Metal Band, played... Uh, oh, yeah? Oh, what the hell was the name? I can't think of the fucking character's name. I fell off with that album with Guar, but... Dickie Duncan. He played Dickie Duncan and he rapped on that. Okay. And yeah, I no, not for me. <laughs> it's just... Yeah, yeah. People always ask me why wasn't I was I on the MF Doom album that, that Dana and Dave Willis was all over and I was like, They didn't call me. Somebody didn't call me. They I guess they didn't want me to I think they were intimidated by my uh, mad skills, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> They, they, they. I would embarrass them probably, you know, with my rap skills. But if you, if you've heard the um, opening thing song to the last season that we did, the very last season, Aqua Teen Hunger Force Forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wrote, I wrote and performed my own rap lyrics to nice. that one. So I come, I come to the studio. They come. Let me, let me back up a little bit because they said they told me one time they said, Carrie, uh, we're gonna record an, an album. In in the studio, this is like back in 2006, like when the movie was getting ready to come out. I was like, finally, I get to bust a funky rhyme. So I started writing all these rap lyrics out and everything. I get to the <laughs> studio, and Dave Willis goes, oh, it's a Christmas album. We want you to sing Oh Holy Night. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> so I, I went in the booth, and I, I did it straight up, because I'm classically trained. You know, I've sang with the Atlanta Opera Chorus and the bass section, the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra Chorus. Yeah, I'm, what, I'm what is known as a basso profunda. I, I can scrape the bottom. I get down real low. So I'm in there singing, Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. And I get finished. Dave Willis goes, 
on the other side of the guy said, damn, Carrie, that was beautiful. I was like, thank you. He's like, now fuck it up. Do it like Frylock would do. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys have heard the Aqua Teen Christmas album. I have not. No, I'm going to have to check it out you, now. You could Google that or whatever it is these kids do today. <laughs> yeah. Now, we've kind of been touching Google on this. it. Google that. Touching on it the past few minutes, but uh, Aqua Teen, for the 15 years or so that it was on, had like a laundry list of guest stars on the show and in the movie. Um, did you work with any of them in the studio? I didn't physically meet these people because they were recording. So that's the thing. people. That's another popular question people ask. You guys are all in one room when you record, right? No. It's the magic of editing. Yeah. I was you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm in Atlanta. I'm in Atlanta. Dave Willis is in Atlanta. And occasionally Matt Malero's in Atlanta. I think he still lives here now with his family. Matt Malero moved away a little while ago and he recently came back. But Dana Snyder, Master Shea, he's never really stayed in one city for too long except for where he is now, La La Land. LA. But usually, usually Dana usually phone patches his stuff in from the very beginning to the end. He was always phone patching his stuff in, you know what I'm saying? So... Only time we were ever together would be like for the uh, commentaries, for the behind the scenes commentary stuff like that. I don't know if you guys ever listened to any of those. Oh yeah. For whatever, season one, season two, or whatever the the the, the commentaries when we did uh, when we used to just comment on the different episodes. If we were we were all in the same room for that, but other than that, even the movie, you know, it was like I recorded my stuff separate. That's kind of disappointing, and, uh, man. That, that's like pulling the curtain back at Oz. It's kind of like, oh, okay. And then they splice it all together. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Magic of editing. And you know, I started out. I started out just bopping around the city. I was, I, I, like I said, I started in the theater. I started doing theater on a dare when I was in college. <laughs> and and uh, somebody came to my dorm room and said, "Hey, they need somebody to play homosexual in a play." You know, you're in college. Everybody trying to be all macho. They don't want to be, uh, you know, pigeonholed, I guess, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I said, I'll try out for it. I don't, I'm, I'm comfortable with my masculinity. So I went and tried out for the role of the gay character in the, in the play, but I ended up getting the, the antagonist part. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So I was like, hmm, this might be something I want to do because I have an older sister that influenced me as far as getting into acting and not only all this shit I used to watch growing up, like Three Stooges and, uh, you know, Mel Brooks movies and stuff like that. It was like, hey, this might be something I'd be good at. So I started doing that. And uh, when I got to Atlanta, I did a rent fair here at 95. Did some Shakespeare here, some Shakespeare there. Here was Shakespeare, there was Shakespeare, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. And uh, I, I was doing a play. I was doing a show. Here in Atlanta, and one of the girls in the in the cast kept showing up late for rehearsals, and just and she would say, "I just came back from an audition, I just came back from a gig, I came back from this, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. so I just turned to her one day, was like, "Who's your agent?" <laughs> and she she told me she hooked me up with her agent, and uh, I sent my demo out and headshot and all that good stuff. This was back when you know you, your demo was either on cassette or a CD, you know what I'm saying? It's not like now, where you can MP3 download stuff in seconds and send it around the world. Right. Back then, 
I had to physically go to a studio and record with an engineer. I had to pay fifty thousand an hour, whatever it was back at the time, to record my VO demo, which I, you know, which you can hear if you log on to my IMDb page. I think you can hear my VO demo on there as well, or you can go to the Burns AG at MindSpring.com and hear it. But yeah, it's it's it was a, a hard process back then, man. You, it wasn't like now where you could just sit in your parents' basement and do movie trailers, which I actually have met a guy who told me that's what he does. I do movie trailers for my parents' basement. I was like, really? Wow. And he was like, let's trade, let's trade paycheck. I was like, no, I don't think you want to do that. Yours might be fatter than mine. But, but yeah. So anyway, make a long story longer. I sent out all these little CDs of my, my voice and everything. And the day I was calling my agent, who she later became my agent, but the day I was calling her, she said she was calling me at the same time I was calling her. So it was like, hmm, that might mean something there. She's like, so come out to my office in Stone Mountain and uh, we'll audition you and stuff like that. So turns out she had an in with Cartoon Network. She had the hookup, you know, said she had already been sending talent their way. So she sent me that way, and I started doing bumps for, like, Pokemon and Dragon Ball Z and stuff like that. And I was the original announcer for Samurai Jack, the first incarnation of the Samurai Jack show. I was the announcer for that. The next Samurai Jack, Jack insisted this, so, those, that, and the other, or whatever it was. And so one of the production assistants at the time, at least at the time he was a production assistant, his name is Larry Morris. And he ran to Matt Malero and Dave Willis and like, you got to hear this guy. This guy is announced for Samurai Jack. He'd be perfect for this uh, food product show you're doing, this Aqua Team, whatever. And uh, so I auditioned for Frylock over the, over the phone, uh, landline phone in the break room of my day job in Sandy Springs, Georgia, back in the day, in the, in the late 90s and early 2000s. And I'm standing there with the script from Rabot. The very first episode. Yep. And, uh, you know, once upon a time, kids, there was this thing called fax machines. <laughs> and they used to uh, make funny noises. <laughs> and they would send over the pixelated words, and you would get your message that way. That's how my script for Rabbi came to me, through a fax. Oh, my fun. agent sent me the fax. And I looked at it, I was like, what is this shit? <laughs> I was like, no, meanwhile, don't get a jam box. And just like you guys are laughing on the other end of the phone now, I could hear Matt Malero and Dave Willis just cracking up on the other end of my conference call, obviously, because I was like, what the hell? I'm not getting this gig. I'm thinking, this is bullshit. What is this? Box of floating french fries. But my agent really did set it up for me. She really explained the character to me and told me that he's supposed to be like the straight man. You know, he's the guy yeah. that wants to solve the mystery. He's the guy that holds everybody else together. He he's the one who's serious about everything. The other two are just idiots. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, okay, I can get with that. So basically, she outlaid the description of the character for me, and I just took it from there. You know what I'm saying? And I just read it, and they loved it. And it came out of me and one other guy. And according to them, the other guy was too boring, too droll, too monotone, too mundane. He he couldn't carry his weight in fries. So. <laughs> I so, got the gig, you know what I'm saying. So, and the rest is history. And the Brack show, that kind of came up about around the same time uh, okay. that I was that I was this team. They put me on a Brack show at Thundercrease, 
the robot neighbor. And that was fun. It was very therapeutic. I loved doing that Thunder Queen. Because, you know, you get, I got to yell a lot. Back from down the street, I blessed you. You know, <laughs> stuff like that. Now, do you think... And it... there, there was Three Hams, the Three Hams episode. That's a funny one where he says, Three Hams. Oh, when they found out I could sing, and I was I was classically trained as an operatic singer, oh, they just went with that. They was like, oh, oh, sing with the opera, huh? Oh, we're going to exploit that. I mean, we're going to use it for that, you know what I'm saying, or whatever. I was like, okay, cool. I do like the one where they rapped everything. There was one episode of the Bright Show where the whole cast just rapped all their lines. That was kind of fun to do that. But, uh, yeah. But, but so, it's been cool, man. It's been it's been a hell of a ride, and uh, maybe one day they'll bring us back. Who the hell knows? Anything can happen. If they brought if they brought the Roseanne back. Well, I can't say Roseanne yeah. now. <laughs> kind of brought her back for a little while. <laughs> well, I mean, they did bring Samurai Jack back, so I mean, yeah, but they didn't call me to be the announcer for it. <laughs> yeah, there is that. I, I was like, hey, I wonder if they're going to need an announcer. I guess they don't need me. Probably a bad but, example to bring up for them. It's all good. <laughs> but uh, to each to each their own. Um, um, you know, uh, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? It was it was fun when I did that stuff. I I did a lot of stuff for Tsunami back in the day too. I was like, that was cool. You know, it was it was always cool to. to I'm like this. I was happy to get any gig paying any amount of money. You know what I'm saying? It was back in the day when I first started doing Aqua Teen and and the Brack Show. It wasn't even the check wasn't even six hundred bucks. For one episode, damn. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was like that. Of course, later the more it aired, the more I got paid. But that was just at the end. I was making a nice amount, but first starting off, it was like five seventy five an episode or something like that. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's just the way it was. You know, what I'm saying, and, and hindsight is twenty twenty. If I had to look at that contract and sign it all over again, I would I would definitely go, hey. uh, What's up with the royalties on this show? I know it's going to go in. But see, that's the thing. That's the thing. We even made fun of that in one of our shows, one of our episodes about Dana actually flying to L.A. in the Shake outfit, talking about uh, syndication. <laughs> and they made a joke out of it in one of the episodes of Agua Tea about how basically they got away with not doing it that way because there was no sponsors. There's oh, no commercial right. breaks. You know what I'm saying? If you think about it, it's yeah. only like a 12 minute yeah, that... show. Right. Each episode is like 12 minutes long. No need for a commercial break. So that's you know Ted Turner got some hell of lawyers. Let me put it <laughs> that way. Yeah. <laughs> now that show ran. Uh, we're gonna start winding it down, but the show ran for basically 15 years. Well, it technically is still running. Well, it's not just no new episode, you I know. Mean, it's with yeah. new episode. It's still Adult Swim owns it. That's one one of the things that that killed me though. Know, when Matt and Dave told me they they told me okay, I went to the studio to record one of the latter episodes in the latter part of the season. They was like, "Here we got something." To-. Of course, they waited till after I recorded the episode and got out the booth to tell me that we're being canceled. Very smart on their <laughs> part. <laughs> yeah. As opposed to telling me before I stepped into the booth. I wonder how that recording session would have went. Very pissed off. <laughs> hey, yeah, they just told me I was kind of fuck this shit. <laughs> so, 
They were they were psychologically smart enough to tell me after I got out of the booth and finished recording. We got something to tell you. What is it? Or well, we're being canceled. It's not because of ratings. It's not because we don't have a fan base. I said, well, what is it because of that? Well, we don't know. They knew. They just they told me at the time that they didn't. But so and I was like, the first thing that came out of my mouth is, oh, we can do like uh, Futurama, uh, Family Guy, go to another network, and then they'll want us back, right? Uh, they looked me dead in my face and said, we don't own it. Oh, I was shit. like, oh, my God. I wanted to do the old Mo, Curly, Larry, and slap them both together. <laughs> That's what I wanted to do. I was like, what do you mean you don't own it? Oh, you're kidding me. So Adult Swim owns the rights and so forth. It's kind of like, uh, you remember when Prince tried to get from under Warner Brothers? Oh, yeah. When he changed his name to that. He, he, yeah. he signed, he's the youngest artist to sign on a Warner Brothers label at 17. And uh, he wanted to play all of his own instruments and stuff like that. They, Warner Brothers was a little leery about that, but let him do it, thank God. And the yeah. rest is history on that. But once he finally got his big boy pants on, he wanted to break away and do his own thing. And it was like, oh, well, you can't use a name or image or anything got to do with Prince. So what are you talking about? He's like, we own you. We own that. That's us. We own the rights and the, the everything got to do with Prince. We own that shit. You, oh, oh, you didn't read that contract when you signed it when you were seventeen, did you? Mm -hmm. It's okay. We didn't tell you. You had to. You didn't have to read it <laughs> at the time. You know. I mean, you know, the thing about it, he's all excited. You know, to sign with a record label. He take the time to read the small print, and then he had to just change his name and take him to court and win his name back, which he did. Which everybody's much happier about it, but. That's how that went. That's just a small example of how the machine works. Right. You know what I'm saying? So did anyone ever see, like, did, were you guys surprised by the success of Aqua Teen at the time? Because it kind of, like, blew up. It was everywhere. Uh, let me tell you, let me put it to you this way. I'm sure the executives at Cartoon Network and Adult Swim didn't, were the most surprised out of everybody. It was like, oh, this won't last. You know what I'm saying? This is, like... And I actually have a T-shirt that they gave us at the rap party. That's what that's that was one perk of doing the show for so. They're still sending me stuff every now and then. I get stuff in the mail from Adult Swim, like figurines or some little gadgets or something. But anyway, we're not going to pay but, you, but here's some collectibles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some collectibles <laughs> stuff like that. But I got a T-shirt uh, that's got all the shows that didn't last as long as Aquatine on the back of it. They're all crossed out. <laughs> it's just like Mash and Cosby Show and <laughs> Friends and all these. And you don't realize it until you look at it and go, damn, that's true. Those shows weren't all that long. That's you know fucking crazy like, to think see. about it like that. I was trying yeah. to, you know, at least get some some Simpsons legs out of it. You know what I'm saying? Simpsons have been on forever. Oh, yeah. Forever and ever and ever. So Over 30 years for the Simpsons. So do you uh do you have any uh, conventions coming up or any other upcoming? Actually, I do. As a matter of fact, I'm glad you asked. I'm doing Metrotham Con. Hold on, let me turn my TV back to mute. I was sitting here watching Ninja Assassin on uh Netflix, <laughs> but uh, uh yeah, uh, Metrotham Con is in Eastridge, Tennessee. It's the Last weekend, next to the last weekend in March, March 22nd to the 24th, I think. 
East Ridge, Tennessee. That's the that's going to kick off my con season, Metrotham Con in East Ridge, Tennessee. I'm going to be there. And uh, April, I'm doing a couple of things. I've got one in Savannah. I got a Savannah Comic Con in April. That's the weekend of April 7th, 6th, 7th. And then I'm going to be in Lincoln, Illinois after that. I'm going to be at Primary Colors. It's a comic book shop. It's like a one-day appearance thing for a few hours. I'm going to be signing autographs and hobnobbing with the folks in Lincoln, Illinois. And uh, usually if you follow me on social media, I usually post where I'm going to show up next. So, yeah, but those are those are the ones that, is, that are coming up in the next couple of months. But Trotham Con is the one that's coming up at the end of next month. So look for me out there in East Ridge, Tennessee, y'all. And uh, I will I will post accordingly where I'm going to be and whatnot. And yeah, yeah, feel free to friend me on Facebook. And uh, I'm on Facebook, Instagram. I actually have a YouTube channel really? as well, where I post uh, a lot of when I when I actually go to the the cons that I go to, I geek out too when I meet people that are famous. Right. I'm more like infamous. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I always tell people they are Frylock's famous. I'm infamous. Just ask the Atlanta PD. <laughs> so aside but, from uh, the cons, how can people uh, get in touch with you to order some of your artwork or to get some? Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Best way to do it is to hit me up on Facebook Messenger. Messenger on Facebook. People like you got a website or something like that. But I'm like this. My wife is my tech. Techhead, she's all about the computer and the PC. Close thing I, I know about PCs, I, I got a PS4. That's all I know about PCs. Uh, I don't even have a keyboard. I don't do none of that. That's her. You do some drawing for you. You can draw a picture. I got stuff. You might have seen that one I posted recently the other day with the octopus on that. I sent that one out. So I do original pieces of artwork. They started like sixty bucks. If you just want the aqua teens, if you want something more, that'll cost you like a hundred and up. But yeah, it's worth it. And uh, I got a few commissions in the in the works now. Somebody uh, tagged me to do the aqua teens as a bunch of Florida rappers. <laughs> these mumble mouth, these mumble mouth Florida rappers they <laughs> oh, got out now, like little pump <laughs> and little little this and little that and baby this and boo boo that and whatever the hell. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> So I'm working on that one now. Say what? I said they don't make them like they used to. Nah, nah, nah. I'm, 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 I'm like Wu Tang, Ice Cube, Eminem, Dre, you know, Snoop, stuff like that. One of my favorite groups is actually the Gorillas, which is my favorite non-human group at the moment. People were dogging them their last album, but you know, I'm just happy they, you know, they still putting out albums. I say they, but it's only just one guy, but you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With a bunch of guest stars. But, you know, it, it, when when that shit hit, I was like, oh, man, this is like right up my alley. This is cool. Gorillas is the shit. I love it. My son digs them. Too. Oh, what, what do you guys listen to? Uh, I listen to a little bit of everything. Like, I like listening to old school hip-hop, like, when yeah. I work out and stuff, like NWA, Wu-Tang, stuff like that is... To me, like it's either that or I'm listening to heavy metal because to me that stuff is almost equally as heavy. The old, uh, like hip hop and stuff. 
Dude, I, my argument for rappers is always Busta Rhymes is like the biggest rock star of rap ever. Oh, yeah, Busta Bust. fucking love Busta Rhymes. For sure, Rhymes. for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, Busta. Hell, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I like Busta. Oh, yeah, Tribe Called Quest, all that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my playlist is very diverse. I got a lot of different stuff on it, but you won't find... You won't find any... But I did watch... Into the Spider Verse the other night, and I actually liked pretty much every song on the soundtrack. I kind of want the soundtrack. I still haven't seen even the even the ones that were using auto tune on the on the soundtrack sounded good. It was like it wasn't no garbage. That soundtrack is pretty tight because it got some old school and new school stuff on it, which which was a good balance. It's a kick ass movie. Have you seen it? Not yet. No, I've been meaning to. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Well, you know. Download it, man. Don't don't tell them. Don't tell the feds. I told you this. <laughs> uh, you can actually download movies. Yeah. I still haven't even finished watching the season two of Punisher. Well, the final season of the Punisher now. But. Dude, well, the rumor is that Amazon Prime might pick it up. Uh, I see there's, there's a rumor going around that one of these other streaming services might grab it. Well, I heard that there's a two. Like the rumor I've heard is like there's a two. They they gotta wait two years and then like Disney Plus, the Disney streaming service, has the option to pick it up and revive those series. Well, they're pissing me off because they're pulling all the Marvel movies and and stuff off of Netflix yeah. because of this streaming shit. That oh man, I mean y'all ain't got enough money. Y'all can't Netflix let Netflix have the damn movies and shit. What the hell? It's like that's why I'm glad I own the Blu-rays, so then I don't have to worry about it. Well, Disney, right. Disney's just gonna end up owning everything, man. Oh, yeah. I wish they hurry up and buy DC so we can get some decent uh, DC movies. Oh, <laughs> oh don't know yeah. the Dark Knight trilogy, man. That come oh, on. Oh yeah, that was that's the bomb. Now don't get me wrong. That's that's great. I think they set that's the bar great. too hard, too high. Yeah, they did. Three. Aquaman wasn't bad though. I mean, I haven't seen. No, all of no, it, Aquaman was a, was a rare gem, like Wonder Woman. Wonder yeah, Woman was, was a rare gem. Was great. Wonder Woman was Absolutely. really fucking good, but Batman versus Superman was kind of. Eh. Uh, the only thing I remember from that movie is Wonder Woman. <laughs> I, yeah. Think about it. And, that's all I remember. Wonder Woman. And I was all remember the Justice League movie. Wonder Woman. That's all I freaking remember. Well, and in <laughs> Batman versus Superman, they stopped fighting because their moms had the same name. Martha. <laughs> <laughs> the dumbest shit ever, man. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. That, 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 oh, who are they going to get to play him now? Though? I think they were looking at uh, John Hamm, like, my homeboy from, uh, my homeboy from uh, what is that shit? Uh, Mad, Mad Men. Yeah, they just need yeah. To they're looking Christian at him. Bale. I, <laughs> Christian Bale uh, needs to come back. Period. I, I would I would be down with that too, but they say you know he's he's cuckoo for Coco Puffs too. But he needs to get over that shit. But we're going but, way off and gonna keep you because I realize uh, way off topic, huh? We're, <laughs> yeah, we're three hours behind you, man. We don't want to keep you too late, you know. Oh, uh, dude, no, hey, y'all good? Y'all y'all in Cali, huh? Yes, yeah. sir. Sweet, y'all ain't talked to Dana Snyder yet. Not yet. Not yet. So he's well. He's out there. He's out there. You know, I can give you. I can. I can text you his email. Tell him I gave it to you. I give you his email and reach out to him and see if he'll do an interview with you guys. He probably will. That'd be fucking right, sweet, man. I just gotta make will. sure. I saw a, a panel that you and uh, Dana had done, and I gotta make sure 
not to say Schneider. Because apparently, yeah, right. <laughs> I saw the whole deal, and I'm like, "Oh, that poor guy." <laughs> that upsets him, yeah. And then having to an- ask his questions still after all of that, <laughs> and they kept saying it, right? Oh, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> this poor guy. Yeah, uh, man. Yeah, and then I'll send know, you. Right? Uh, I'll send you links to both. There was that uh, MC Chris song from the new Guar album the newest Guar album, but there was also, I was going to say it earlier, there was an album they did uh, where the singer, he passed <laughs> passed away in 2014, but he did a, they did a song where he wanted to sing like Brack. So he sang the whole song like Brack. No shit. Yeah, it's, it's, it, Guar's a fucked up band, so the name of the song that they did in the Brack show, or the Brack voice is called Penile Drip, but it's fucking <laughs> hilarious. Penile drip? Yes, sir. Yes. This this wow. band, they dress up. They got the, all their mythos. They dress up in costumes. They kill people on stage and spray fake blood out in the audience. They've been doing it like thirty years. They're pretty. I've heard of the. I've heard of Guar. I heard of them. Yeah. But yeah. you know, I'm not. I'm not really the heavy metal type. But I've heard of Guar. And uh, yeah, I'm probably. I haven't heard that song though. That's that's very interesting. I'll send it to Andy you. Andy Merrill was also. Andy Merrill was also in Aquatine. You know, he was one of the uh, other aliens. Uh, Emery and Oglethorpe. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. He was Oglethorpe, yeah. <laughs> the orange one. That was Andy Merrill. Yes, sir. No, he's at, least that's what I, that, at least that's what I heard. I believe that's right. At least that's what IMDb says. Yeah, he, he is. <laughs> You're making brownies. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Carrie. Scheitzer. <laughs> we thank you for taking the time to be on the show man we really appreciate it uh, hey i thank you guys for having me and uh hopefully we'll uh do this again sometime maybe i don't know it's up to y'all hell yeah, you know, oh, hell yeah. we'd it's be down for it back. if you're a- hey keep your keep your ear to the grindstone if you heard of any uh cons in your area that might want to book your boy let me know I- i'm reasonably priced I definitely will. There's there's a dude that's putting cons on like every other month around here to where Yeah, I know, right? It's like holy shit, man. Yeah. I thought these things were supposed to be like once every six months and he's like, No man, we're gonna do this one on fucking Tuesday. Oh, they pop up. They pop up like weeds. That's what I was telling my wife. She was like, I've asked everybody and they all said no. I was like, Just hold on. It'll be some more to pop up <laughs> <laughs> And show sure enough. Pop, 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 they pop up. But yeah, just uh just uh, keep up with me on social media, man. I'm, I will let you know where I'm going to be and when I'm going to be there. So, uh, absolutely. But well, like dude. I said, if you hear if you hear, hear anything on your end, anybody, even if it's a one-day appearance, I'll do it if the price is right, for sure. Awesome. So I love to do them. I love to do them anyway, and I love to meet the peoples and go out there and say hi and hobnob. With those A-listers and B-listers and whatnot. <laughs> but, yeah, check me out on Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube channels. Just carry me. It's just my name. Ain't nothing fancy. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, that's it. All right, man. We, we appreciate your time, man. Thanks for uh, kicking with us for the past hour. I appreciate you guys, man. Y'all take it easy. Don't get too much sun. All right, so we hope you guys enjoyed our interview with uh, Carrie Means. It was kind of surreal talking to him because 
I don't, we've been doing this and interviewed so many people that I don't really get nervous anymore, but as soon as he busted out with that Frylock voice, I got kind of <laughs> giddy, and I'm like, dude, fucking Frylock's talking to us. Yeah, and it it's really hard doing these interviews sometimes, especially when, well, like he pointed out, it's the same question that he gets asked in a lot of interviews. Oh, how'd you get your start as Frylock? Or how'd you audition for Frylock? Tell us about that. He gets Even that shit he, ad nauseum, dude. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, we really appreciate him being on. We appreciate all our guests uh, who agree to come on the show. Because, I mean, we're just two regular guys that just, you know, fans of stuff. We should have this part fucking down like he has those answers down, dude. Right. Because it's always the same. We're just two dickheads in the spare room in my house fucking yeah, asking. Like, we don't have, you notorious know. Notorious people, people with notoriety to talk to us. Yeah, we don't have, like, any sort of celebrity you know, um, I'm a celebrity so, in my own mind. We appreciate our guests because um, it is hard for two just Joe Schmo nobodies to actually get uh, guests sometimes because we're still waiting to hear back from a lot of people. A lot of people. Yeah, because after the uh, the Casey Orr episode, we decided to just just start emailing people and DMing them on Facebook or at Twitter. I think the the Casey Orr episode kind of breathed new life into us as far as like yeah drive for the podcast itself because you know we want to we want to give you guys the show that you want to hear and history will show or looking back looking at the uh, listen counts and everything like that it's pretty obvious that the uh, the shows that you want to hear aren't necessarily of two jackoffs fucking th- bullshitting about fucking Fallout or Batman or some stupid shit. I mean, Obviously. it's not. I mean, it's not stupid shit if you're into it. But I'm just saying, um, just random bullshit. You know, you guys want to hear from the people that either were a part of this stuff or made this stuff, um, or you know, just we're connected to this stuff. We're connected to stuff. You know, and we keep saying stuff, and we want to try. It's branding, dude. Fuck yeah. Stuff still rules. Stuff still rules. We should have got him to do a fucking bumper for us for oh, stuff. Damn. Oh, well. That's all maybe, right. Maybe some other time. He did, though. Like like I told you before we started recording again, he did email me Dana Snyder's number. Yeah, so, so uh, hopefully sometime in the near future we'll have uh, Dana, Sh- Dana Snyder. Like the fucking pretzels, Schneider, man. Dana Snyder. Snyder. Uh on the show, voice of uh, Master Shake. Yes, he was on. He's and then there's only one more that we need to get to complete the Aqua Teen Hunger Force trifecta. Actually, we would get two for one out of that since he was Meatwad and Carl. Well, yeah. So, but I'm just saying, as far as the main, the actual, actors, yeah. yeah. And, uh, but I mean, yeah, we're always, we're always trying to figure out guests. You know, if you guys want, if you guys want to hear certain, to- hear us talk about certain topics. By all means, email us, uh, wsrpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and, you know, we'll be, we'll do our best to oblige. Accommodate. Accommodate. Um, right now, it seems like the easiest people to get are, like, uh, musicians, number one. People connected to Guar. People connected to Guar, because <laughs> we've got three so far. Uh, you know, well, including the two, including Todd and, and Techno. Um, so we're going to kind of take a break from the Guar stuff for a bit. 
Yeah. Uh, as far as having war. Well, guests. I mean, when we had Casey on, though, we kind of stayed away from. I mean, yeah, we talked about it, part. but it was more so rigor mortis and about Bruce Corbett and stuff. But, but uh, yeah, we're gonna um, go ahead and wrap things up here. Visit now, our we're sponsors. Actually, wrap things up, not start wrapping it up then get off on something and then wrap it up some more oh yeah that so, was extended like five ten minutes and i'm fuck it man if he wants to keep talking yeah. let's go no that's fine. I'm all about it but uh so yeah visit our sponsors hella hot hot sauce.com gremlin juice.com gremlin diy.com um i don't know if that needed to be in stereo necessarily but oh, sure wow. it did that's just at least we've got something rehearsed yeah uh you can email us again, wsrpodcast at gmail.com. You just said that. Yeah, I know. That's what I said again. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash stuff still rules. Uh, Twitter is at wsrpodcast, the number one. Uh, I'm at bdj1985. Big Million is at Big Million on Twitter. Have you used Twitter recently? It's like, When's the last time you opened it? I check it. I have. I've DM'd a couple of people. Like I DM Kevin Michael Richardson, and uh, yeah. who, who you'll probably recognize as he's like the principal on American Dad. He played he's Joker. In he's in a man. lot of shit, man. Everything. And uh, but yeah, so uh, we're we don't know what the next topic is going to be, but we'll figure it out, and it'll be a surprise. We may or may not have a guest. So, um, yeah. And that being said, listen to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, CastBox. CastBox. And be sure to leave a rating review. Five-star reviews uh, with text will get shout-outs on, uh, on the show. Uh, we really appreciate anybody who does give us a five-star review because it lets us know that uh, we're doing Something at decent. least an okay job. And uh, it helps... You know, move us up the charts and get some more eyes or ears and listens to the show and tell your friends, tell your family. At this point, I wouldn't you tell just... your pastor because they might kick you out of the church. Um, you might. I mean, if that's your deal. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's all I got. You got anything else? Uh, God, no. <laughs> I was trying to think of something fucking witty, but nothing was coming, dude. Yeah, I know. That I I think all the energy like that was put into that interview was just spent. All right. Well, we'll talk to you guys next time. See ya. Alan, you can suck my fried dick, you son of a bitch. Kiss my balls, lick the juice from my asshole, you fucking fuck fuck face. You fat bastard. You hear me, bitch? Huh? Come on down here, you sucking fuck suck gay ass motherfucker. Damn, man.